Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Wayman Wednesday. That means you're about to hear a message from the founder of our fellowship, Pastor Wayman Mitchell. Even though he entered into his reward and is in the presence of our Lord, we still need to hear his clarion call to faithfulness, holiness, discipleship, and commitment to the cause of Christ. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Thank you, choir, for that ministry. We appreciate that. We have a praise report that the boy we prayed for, Josh uh, Revere, that drowned. His lips and, and tongue were blue, and uh, he was unconscious when he's taken to the ER. And right when we prayed, he woke up. Nothing's wrong with him. They released him. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God. You and I are in a uh, wonderful, wonderful move of God. Perhaps some of you don't fully appreciate what God has done, but. Uh, whether you have an understanding fully or not, God has wonderfully blessed us and enabled us to be a part of a move of God. What we're going to experience this week is phenomenal. We are gathered uh, from all over the world. Uh, we, at the present time, have some 2,300 churches in 110 to 115 nations. And God has wonderfully blessed, and there's a reason for that. Uh, Greg mentioned, if you want to know the dimension that's involved, John Gooding has written a book, Regions Beyond. You can get that in the book room. That gives the dimension and some of the dynamics that have uh, God has revealed to us that's making that possible. Regions Beyond. We are in a conference entitled, Blessing the Nations. I want to minister to you in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and reference biblically because when we come into being, we generally are in a, uh, a part of a family. That's a unit that we function in. Certain structures are uh, a practice there then the family generally forms itself together in tribes then it becomes a community then it becomes a township moves on to a city perhaps a, a county a state a nation these are shaped together sometimes in dictatorships uh, others are republics others are kingdoms the word that I want to focus on tonight is a word that has to do with a structure of a nation and uh, generally that's in a kingdom and that's the word commonwealth. Great Britain, England is a part of a commonwealth. If you go into Australia today, it is a part of that commonwealth of shaped, being shaped and formed together. These are social dimensions uh, whereby humanity forms itself into a functioning uh, community. 
that originates in the Bible. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, says, Wherefore, remember, that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and uh, strangers from the covenants of promise, uh, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once uh, were far off are made near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity even the law of commandments contained in ordinances to make in himself one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you who were far off, and in them that were near. For, though, for through him... We both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, you're no more strangers and sojourners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together grows unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom also you're built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. So think with me for a moment about uh, structure. We have a structure in our fellowship, uh, but the dimension that makes us function uh, is focused around this word, uh, commonwealth. First of all, we want to understand that this involves a destiny. It speaks in this Bible about aliens, strangers, and foreigners having no right and having no legal standing, but having no hope and without God, and spiritual refugees. This is what every unsaved person is, looking for something to build the future on. And when Jesus Christ came into our life, we became citizens of the household of God. Now, this passage is talking about the church of Jesus Christ. The church is that wonderful mystery that God hid in Christ throughout the ages, but now is making manifest and began to make manifest in Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of our soul. Of two, he states, he made one new man. So in other words, Jesus Christ began to form the church, and Jews and Gentiles were made one, one new man, because the middle wall of partition was broken down through faith in Jesus Christ and gave us access to the Father. I've been overseas numbers of times when I come back to the America, come into the uh, customs area, and you see this uh, 
uh, sign up, welcome home. It's always a wonderful sight to see that. Uh, and then if you have a passport, uh, you have access. You can go up to a machine now and uh, you put the passport in uh, and then you put your hand on it, takes your fingerprints, uh, and then it says uh, either you need to go see an officer about that or you're admitted, take this slip and go through customs. And that's a wonderful feeling to come home and see that sign, welcome home. Can you say amen? So now we're talking about a, an identity, uh, and this is what God is doing uh, today. Jesus said, I will build uh, my church. Many doctrines today, there are many different dimensions that are uh, going out. Ephesians 2.14 says, For he, that's Jesus Christ, is our peace, uh, who has made uh, uh, both one and has broken down uh, the middle wall, our partition uh, that is uh, between us. Many ideas are in the world today, many of them are erroneous. But what God is doing today, lock this in your mind, never be shaken from it, God is building the church of Jesus Christ. All kinds of kinky doctrines are floating around. The emerging church, depending on who the leader is, what's emerging generally is horse manure. But at any rate, it's the emerging church. Then we have the Messianic Jew. And so they tell us that what you really need to be is a messianic Jew. That's a Jew that believes in Jesus. Then there's the Jewish roots, uh, and it wanders over the planet Earth. Uh, and then the statement has become popular, I love Jesus, but I hate the church. Well, the reason you hate it, you're not a part of it. <laughs> so let's ponder that for a moment. Ephesians chapter 5, uh, uh, and verse 25 says, uh, Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loves the church and gave himself for it. If you go into the book of Revelation, you read the first chapter of Revelation, it begins to reveal to you who and what the church is. Wonderful passage of scripture that is there. We see a golden candlestick, and as we hear these words, this is what is revealed to John by the Revelation. Uh, in the book of Revelation, it's a candlestick church, uh, and lets us understand that truth uh, is, uh, 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 is, is made real through the church of Jesus Christ. So that's the identity uh, that we're talking about in this passage of Scripture. If you're not a part of that identity, uh, then you're just religious. Uh, doesn't make any difference how loud you proclaim uh, your doctrine, how loud that you go through all these dimensions. God is building the church of Jesus Christ tonight. This is what's taking place. And thank God this tent's filled with people who are a part of the church of Jesus Christ. That's our identity. So secondly then, we want to begin to talk about what happens in this. Something happens, and what happens is a release, and that release is what's known as the synergistic phenomenon. Hang with me for a moment, because what takes place when people become a part of the Church of Jesus Christ is a synergistic possibility begins to be released, and they have a dimension which is a geometric progression. Thank God. We are a discipleship 
And we are a church planting fellowship. Can you say amen? This is why we're here. We're not going to just be here tonight. Uh, and this week we're going to hear some sermons. Uh, we're going to hear some uh, challenges. We're going to take some offerings. We're going to do that and uh, so on. Uh, we're not just gathered together. We have an aim this week. Uh, and that aim is to get people to obey God uh, and plant churches. Uh, and when we wind up in this week, uh, if we've planted no churches, uh, then we're just having a religious assembly. Can you say amen? amen? So looking at this for a moment, because synergism is a phenomenon of uh, geometric progression. It's in God's creation. Let me explain it to you for a moment. One man has the ability to do so much effort and output. But if he joins with one more man, and they too to begin to join their efforts together, it's not just added, but geometric progression comes to pass. Instead of just adding the labor of another man, then the geometric progression kicks in and they can accomplish 10 times uh, as much as one man uh, can accomplish. Now, bring that into the church and the work of Jesus Christ, uh, because what happens uh, when we gather together and join our efforts to other human beings uh, is that the biblical promises uh, are triggered, uh, and we begin to see that come to pass uh, and take place, uh, because this is a profound uh, dimension. In the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse, uh, or 26, rather, verse uh, 7 and 8, the Bible says, and you shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword, and five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall chase uh, ten, uh, shall put ten thousand uh, to flight, uh, and uh, your enemies uh, shall fall before you by the sword. Now that's a powerful statement uh, and it's describing what happens uh, when we join ourselves together in the work of God uh, that we can accomplish a phenomenal amount for God uh, because we're kicking in uh, the synergism uh, and the geomastic pro progression begins to take place. Deuteronomy chapter 32 uh, and uh, verse uh, 30 says, How should one chase a thousand? And how two put ten thousand to flight? And so here it gives uh, that wonderful dimension uh, that God releases uh, when we join together in the work of God because uh, we release that business uh, of synergism. Gideon had a word from God. As he had a word from God, he uh, was uh, uh, t told to assemble together the people of God for conflict. And as he assembled them together, uh, there was uh, some uh, uh, wonderful thing came together because 22,000 came together. But God says, that's too many. If uh, I let you go out and defeat the uh, Philistines with 22,000, you'll think you did this. So you let everybody go home that wants to go home. Everybody that's got a new wife, let them go wife. Everybody that's got a crop in the ground. And so he, uh, he cut them down to 10,000. And God said, that's still too many. Uh, you don't need 10,000. 
You go to the Brook, uh, 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 the Brook, Gideon's Brook, at the foot of the mountains of Gilboa, and there's a spring that runs right out of the mountain, and uh, let them get a drink, and you watch them and every, as they get a drink. So many of them uh, did not uh, kneel down. Some knelt down, and with their hand, they were dipping water out with the cup of their hand. Others knelt clear down and put their face in the water and that. And so God says, uh, I can't use those. They weren't watching. They weren't alert. They were uh, not committed. All I need is all of those that kept uh, just knelt down on a knee and dipped with their hands. Uh, and that's all I need. There's only 300 of those. And with 300, uh, he defeated a vast uh, army. Uh, and this is the principle that we want to talk about uh, uh, today. Judges chapter 7 and verse 7. And the Lord said to Gideon, By the 300 who've lapped, will I save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand, and let all the other people go, every man, to his place. So this is a revelation to you and I that faith lays hold of God's dimension of multiplication, geometric multiplication. We read this record in the New Testament church, Acts 2 and verse 41. And they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. How long has it been since you saw 3,000 people come to the Lord Jesus? One. Well, the Bible says that God functions in this dimension, and if we'll obey God and look to God, a supernatural multiplier is kicked in. And in Acts chapter 9 and, uh, and, uh, and verse 31, the Bible says, Then had the churches uh, rest throughout all Judea and uh, Galilee and Samaria, and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord, and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit were multiplied, not added, multiplied. So here we find this dimension this is what God wants to do. And by the, by the book of uh, Acts 18, it says, all Asia heard the word of the Lord. So there we're seeing this possibility take place. And the churches were working together. And the part that God gave is the secret of our fellowship today. Working together, we see this wonderful, wonderful work of God gathered here today. Just a fraction of what we are. Now think about that, if you will, with me. Because here we are. We're in 110 to 115 nations in the world. From Prescott, Arizona, started, began to be multiplied. Wickenburg, uh, Tucson, El Paso, uh, all kinds of different cities. They multiplying their work. And here we are, 2,300 churches around the world. is a glory to God. Can you say amen? Thank God. This is because churches working together. Not one single factor, but impact teams. We began to discover impact teams and the impact that they made. We originally called them uh, guerrilla teams, but uh, people got nervous because it was militant. And so all the liberals uh, said, we don't like them, that's too militant. So we changed it to impact teams. So 
Uh, we're legal now. But that's working together. It's Pastor Cox and uh, Pastor Martinez are going to give you some insight on impact teams. Just sending a group of people out to another city is not an impact team. And there are certain dimensions that must be, uh, must be observed or they will not produce. People will get tired of that. Well, nothing happened. They'll, they have no report to come back. A guerrilla team. Crusades. We do this together. Men's fellowships. We do this regularly. Uh, discipleship classes. Uh, conferences uh, in the area and the areas that they are. All of these uh, are our workers working together, uh, and this business uh, is being repeated, uh, and that repeat uh, is that wonderful dimension uh, that we have uh, is uh, uh, commonwealth. Commonwealth is a word that has certain dimensions. Uh, you can look it up in the dictionary. I'll read a, a, a technical definition before I'm finished. Uh, but uh, but uh, uh, this is a part of what has made us what we are. Never forget that. Never forget that. It's crucial. When we lose that, we're going to lose that. So moving on just for a moment, uh, I want to talk to you about financial transcendence. We have uh, limited abilities uh, singly. I've got a little money. You've got a little money. We're after what your money has before we get back, pour it into the pot so we all can work together. Uh, but uh, singly, none of us can do this job uh, for God. It takes a, 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 an appeal to a, a closer relationship together and whereby uh, we can be gathered together and this business can be molded together uh, and this commonwealth principle can come to pass. So let me tell you a couple of stories if I can. We have to realize uh, that we have relationship limitations. Uh, we, uh, I read a, 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 an article or testimony by a man. He said I was a part of a church we were functioning and somebody began to talk to me about house churches. So. I uh, was interested in that. He said uh, it, uh, it, it produces the ability to have a, a close relationship to other people. Uh, it's a, an intimate relationship as you gather together in small groups. And he said uh, it was nice. I enjoyed that. But he said then I began to realize that something was lit missing. Because when you're trying to get facilities to function in, a small group can't get together enough money to get a decent facility. Not only that, but we're not sending any missionaries out because with that little group, we didn't have enough resources to send missionaries out. And you know, missionaries are, are constantly in need. And so I began to realize that. I went back to a church because in the church, there's resources that are numbers of people working together and releasing that business of synergism, and we enter that in a congregation. So let's think for a moment about transcendent dimensions. You cannot accomplish alone what you can accomplish when you're part of a group, and that's why God is building the church of Jesus Christ. Remember that. This is what God's doing. Jesus said in Matthew 16, I will build my church. He hasn't stopped doing that. Can you say amen? amen. 
he hasn't stopped doing that. This is what he's doing, and this is the main focus, uh, and this, uh, this gives us uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the di- dynamics, because we have support for missionaries. Uh, uh, we've got missionaries around the world. We have numbers of missionaries that are here uh, in this building tonight. Some of them gave reports, uh, and those reports were made possible uh, because we pooled our money together and sent these people out to, to do that. From time to time, their vehicles wear out. We have to replace those. From time to time, they need transport. Every two years, uh, we transport our missionaries back to their home church, and their home church brings them back for uh, their conference for that. Uh, and uh, there's equipment that has to be there, transport, and so on. So an interesting story. This lady uh, came to our church. When I came here in 1970, we had a revival uh, with John Met. Do you, can you believe that in those days we had three-week revivals? Now, there are people sitting here right now, oh. <laughs> we had numbers of three-week revivals. So the first revival we had, I think, was with John Metzler. And uh, there's a lady and her husband came. They were Baptists. And so the Baptists not doing anything, so they came over visiting our church. And so John Messler had a revelation on money. And so every night when he preached, uh, after we'd uh, taken the offering, he'd preach, and then he took an offering uh, for some specific uh, individual thing. She says, uh, and she came to the uh, uh, church uh, Christmas time, she wanted to tell me, but I'd already left and gone home. So she told Greg this story. She said, I want to tell Pastor Mitchell. She said, my husband and I were in that revival. And uh, John Mester said, now, folks, I want to take a, an offering now for Pastor Mitchell and Sister Mitchell because they put a lot of their own money to get here in this. The church was totally destroyed. Uh, when uh, we came the first service, there was 29 people. Seven of those were my family. And so he says they put a lot of money in their church to get here and to be able to come here, and that was true. So he said, I want to take this offering tonight for Pastor and Sister Mitchell. She said, my husband and I couldn't even sit together. There's so many people in the church. It's packed. It held 72 people. <laughs> you talk about revival. That was revival. <laughs> you want to see it? Go over on Lincoln Street. You'd see it. So she said, uh, we're not sitting together, but she said, I made up my mind. Uh, he was taking pledges for $100. said, everybody that's going to give $100, come forward. She said, I got up. I went forward and stood to, to pledge $100. I looked over. My husband had gotten up over there, and he was standing there. So she says, something happened in our finances that night that that blessing on our finances has not left us to this day. That was last December. Are you listening to me? That was last December. She's testifying uh, that this is what happened to their finances, uh, that the blessing was going on, uh, and it continued on, uh, and this grace uh, in their lives was triggered uh, by one offering that they gave of $100 uh, in 1970. Don't tell me God doesn't keep good books, you say. She, she came to give that testimony. So let's think for a moment now, because let's get down to where the rubber meets the road. 
we're talking about commonwealth. Commonwealth means that, that a group of people join themselves together for a common good or a common cause. England is a commonwealth nation. It had, uh, it had uh, uh, nations all over the world that were part of the commonwealth. Oh, Australia is one of those nations came out of England. Uh, they call themselves a commonwealth today. So think of that now this uh, evening as we begin to make the point. Here we are sitting in the Prescott Church. I've often said that uh, uh, Prescott was the low-wage capital of the U.S. of A. And yet, if you want to see what God has done, get the book that John Gooding wrote because he details uh, many of the dimensions that's in that book uh, of this commonwealth principle being played out that the title of that book is Regions Beyond and Surely God Has Multiplied and Transcendence means that you've gone beyond the boundaries or beyond the limitation. Listen to Malachi chapter 3. We're talking about transcending. Transcending means go beyond the normal limits. Listen to Malachi 3. Will a man rob God? Yes, and stand and speak in tongues. So I answered that myself. <coughs> Yet you've robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You're cursed with a curse. For you've robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And test me herewith, says the Lord of hosts, uh, if I'll not open to you the windows of heaven and pour out for you blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it, and I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast its fruit before its time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. That's God's word. Luke chapter 6, verse 38, in conclusion, Give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that you measure, it shall be measured to you again. So now let's make the point. Here we are sitting in this tent. We're sitting in this tent 47 years later. God has powerfully moved the Jesus people's movement was on the earth. We didn't begin it. We just simply started working with it, embraced some of the principles that are there, and commonwealth has triggered a miracle of God through human beings, and this conference is a result of that. Finances, the launching of evangelists, always come out of a conference here. Crusades, service, uh, and support of our uh, missionaries. Uh, we often have to salvage churches. Uh, we often have to salvage missionary works. Uh, but all of this comes out uh, of us as a commonwealth uh, joining our hearts together, and we've triggered a supernatural dimension for God, uh, and we're believing God to do that in this conference. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? We're believing God to do that in this conference. I want you to bow your heads with me for a moment. 
Every head bowed, every eye closed before we change the order of this service. There are people here tonight that are not saved. There are people here tonight that are backslidden. There are people here tonight that you're not fully obeying God. But God has already begun to tug at your heart in a spiritual dimension. Before I change this tonight, I wonder how many tonight would say, Pastor Mitchell, I'm not saved. I don't understand everything that you've said, but I want to get right with God. I want to know salvation. I want to have my sins forgiven. I want to have the blood of Jesus Christ make me clean. And I am willing to say a prayer with you tonight, right where you are. There are people sitting here tonight. Do you pillow your head every night in guilt and shame? Uh, you've committed sins. You wouldn't want anyone to know what you've done. God knows it all, loves you still, but he's willing to receive you tonight if you'll turn from your sin and come to Christ. Before I change this, I want if you'd lift your hand, hold it so I can see it. Say, that's what I need, Pastor. I want to pray a prayer with you. I want to know Christ. Lift it up right there where you are. God's dealing with your heart. Lift it up and hold it where I can see it. Left to right and front to back. Lift your hand. Say, yes. I see that hand. How many more? Keep it up. How many more? Keep that hand up. How many more? You lift your hand. Say, yes. I'm not saved or I'm backslidden, but I want to come to Jesus. Yes. Hands are going up. How many more? Lift them up and hold them just there where you are. Left to right, front to back. Backslider. This is your opportunity. This week is going to be your opportunity for a glorious thing to happen in your life. How many more? Lift your hand. Yes. How many more? Lift them up and hold I see that hand. God bless you. I'm backslidden or I'm not born again. Yes, 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 yes. Every one of you lifted your hand. Get up out of your seat. Come and kneel down at this altar. Come out right now. Come and kneel down at this altar. Somebody's going to say a prayer with you. Get out right now. Kneel down right here. I want a man to pray a sinner's prayer with this man. We're going to stand together. Sing a chorus. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owe a debt I could not pay. I want a man to say a sinner's prayer with each one of these men. Come right now. If you brought someone with you, turn to them and invite them to come down and pray with you. And God's going to do business tonight. Sinner's prayer. Every one of these men. Yes. Every one. God be merciful to me, a sinner. God be merciful to me, a sinner. Kneel down right now. Somebody pray with these people. I don't care what you think you know about these people. Say a sinner's prayer with them. We're going to open the altars now tonight and, and uh, come and find a place to pray. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owe a debt I could not pay. Let's sing it to the Lord. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. 
we remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three. Premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four. Our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe, because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.